Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Our number two of the get right with Reggie KG on 105. Three of the fan. Kevin Gray Wait. with the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lebinski holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckright.com text line. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. Some Cowboys first quarter season grades that we'll hand out here as the Cowboys got back on the practice field today as they get ready to take on the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night football at Kevin Gray Sports at Mr. Chris Arnold. If you want to get at us on Twitter coming up here in 19 minutes, Mike Paluzzi, sports editor for D Magazine, going to be joining us to give us his perspective on the Texas Rangers heading back to the American League Championship Series as game one of the ALCS will be on Sunday night on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to see the Rangers take on the hated Astros in game one of the American League Championship Series. First pitch will be at 7.15 on Fox if you're going to be watching the game there. And, of course, you will hear the Hall of Famer Eric Nadell, Matt Hicks, and Jared Sandler. They will have you covered in Houston. Again, first pitch at 7.15 on Fox on Sunday night. The following day will be the Dallas Cowboys in Los Angeles when they take on the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. We detailed how Justin Herbert will be good to go as he's dealing with a fractured left middle finger that will not have any restrictions on him going into the game. But before we get there, Chris, let's take a look back at the first quarter of the season where the Cowboys, of course, finished their first five games at three and two beat downs of all the teams that are new, uh, New England, New York and and New New York. York. Yeah. And then they get destroyed, of course, on the road against an Arizona Cardinal team that ran for over 220 yards. And then, of course, we know what happened on Sunday Night Football, where the San Francisco 49ers put down a beat them down of historic proportions in the Mike McCarthy Cowboy era. Let's grade this team through the first five games, and let's start offensively for a team that has the Texas Coast offense. Unfortunately for Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, not great numbers so far for this offense as they look to try and improve going forward for the rest of the season, how would you grade the Cowboys offense so far through five games this season? Okay. So with help from the defense, because remember this defense scored touchdowns too. 
<laughs> the Cowboys have scored 40. They've scored 30. They've scored 16. They've scored 38. And they've scored 10. They have yet to not do double digits. However, they've had the defense helping them with some of those scores. They can't seem to put together stuff in the red zone. And this last game, I'm not going to let this one last game totally destroy what we saw them trying to implement. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just because it it would be different if they lose 42-10 to to a team – not the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm talking about a team in the top 10. Everybody knows the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. And the NFL's best team proved that they are far superior than your team. So I'm just going to give them a C as opposed to an F or a D. Like most people's, you know, hot take would be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, you know, after that, that loss to the 49ers because they earmarked the schedule and said, this is where we're going to prove who we are. We owe this team. And you got smacked around real good. Well, you got smacked around by a team that really is still that good or maybe even better than those teams mm-hmm. you lost in the playoffs. So I'm going to give them a C because uh, tra- I, I still think we haven't seen what they can do yet. Mm-hmm. Trentware.com, text line 877-881-1053. How are you grading the Cowboys offense through the first five games of the season? I'm going to give it a C- minus because all the talk this offseason was – this Dak-friendly offense that Mike McCarthy's going to put together to cut down on the 15 mm-hmm. interceptions that he had last year and what that could mean to allow him to see the field a little bit better, to get the ball out quicker, to make better decisions, to alleviate those turnovers. What we haven't seen so far is the explosiveness that we have seen from the offense the last couple of years and the inability to get Brandon Cooks involved, especially as a downfield threat. You've got receivers not running their routes with the kind of depth that will allow for spacing to create some mismatches. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, the offense looks a little uninspired in terms of its running game right now. Well, with Tony Pollard after what was a career year for him last year. By the way, he got more touches than Zeke his first couple of games, and his production has been less than what it was a year ago at this time. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. He got more touches than Zeke. Since Zeke was a rookie, and yet his productivity is less than what he did. I'm talking about Tony Pollard a year ago at this point. It's crazy. And by the way, the offensive line is actually run blocking better. So you can't even blame it on the line. The analytics show that the line has been doing fine on run run blocking. Pass protection, another story. But run blocking, they're doing a fine job. And, of course, last week was the first time that we had seen – the starting, the preferred starting five of the offensive right. line for the Cowboys with Tyron Tyler, Tyler, Zach Martin, and of course, Easy Terrence Steele. Well, you know, I've had a little bit of practice doing that for a little while now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now as this offense looks to move forward, what are the things that we want to see from Mike McCarthy's Texas Coast offense? Much more explosion, being able to use the middle of the field, which they have not done nope. through the course of the season nope. so far. A lot of the stuff to the left, to the right, but not taking advantage of the center in the middle of the field against opposing defenses, there are a lot of things for this offense to improve upon that have to start against Los Angeles, who was 32nd in the NFL in terms of pass defense that maybe you could start to see on Monday night. Yeah, they, his only excuse, Mike McCarthy's only excuse is the first couple of games, he didn't have to show his hand. In other words, show all the things that he's capable of doing. We've been spoiled by Kellen Moore with all those tricks up his sleeve. Kellen Moore is a very creative offensive coordinator. 
again, I said he had to go because in the playoffs, you have to be more disciplined and you've got to do what works and also be aware of keeping gassing your uh, your defense. In other words, running the clock. Where Kellen Moore just likes to play with his toys. That's what he's doing in the regular season. This is what Mike McCarthy has to do. He has to open up the war chest. And I also think there's this theory that Mike McCarthy was overcorrecting for Dak's picks last year. Something that was an anomaly because Dak Prescott, traditionally in his career, doesn't throw a bunch of picks. So he's come up with this offense where Dak won't throw picks. And guess what has happened? Because his wide receiver, and Patrick Walker was on with Sean R.J., broke this down so well this morning. This second half of the game against the 49ers, here comes Dak Prescott forcing passes because in the first half, his guys weren't getting separation. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It blew up in his face. He's throwing passes with the defense. And you know what? He's got to come back now. He's yeah. going to have to throw these passes now. Yeah. And they chewed him up. And that's what's concerning to me on this offense so far before we turn to the defense is mm-hmm. the lack of separation that these receivers are getting. Yeah. Not being able to win their one-on-one individual matchups. But my concern goes more to Mike McCarthy and his offense then. If you are not seeing that these receivers are getting the kind of separation that they need to to win their individual matchups, it's incumbent upon the play caller to have some kind of creative play design to create mismatches and disadvantages for the defense to get these guys wide open, much like Sean McVay, much like Kyle Shanahan. Think of Mike McDaniel and and what you're doing. Come on now. You know, in Miami, the coach has got to be able to do some of those things. We're not seeing that right now. For this office, Do you know looks- who's only getting only one getting separation. Patrick Walker was talking about. He ran the numbers. He looked up. The only one getting separation is Jake Ferguson, and they didn't throw him the damn ball. They threw it to him three times against San Francisco, and he was the only one out there getting separation. Mm-hmm. And they still didn't go to him. That's Mike McCarthy, not Dak. Cowboys first quarter grades here on the get right. Let's switch our attention to the defense. Then, what grade are you giving the Dallas Cowboys defense for the first five games of this season? Okay. This defense, early on, pitched shutout against the Giants. Against the Jets, even though they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, only gave them up 10 points. Against the uh, the Patriots, only gave, it, was, it was Belichick's worst defeat up until the, the next game. You know what I'm saying? So if the Belichick uh, Patriots hadn't lost, was it 34 to nothing last, last week? Last week to the Saints, yeah. I would have thought, well, the Cowboys' defense is – Oh, the Saints did it, too. <laughs> so, you know, I, so in my mind, these Cowboys, and I'm not blaming Dan Quinn. I'm blaming the, the Cowboys players on defense. And I I like all of them, personally. Mm-hmm. And I know they got talent. I'm not dismiss, dismissing their talent. I'm like, what the hell? What are y'all doing? Especially in, in run defense. I mean, what are y'all doing? Because I'm only going to give them a C-plus. Because I don't know which one I'm gonna, which, which one we're gonna see game to game now, outside of a team named New, just like you said, <laughs> they're not new. What we're we gonna see? Yeah, right now I'm going to give them a straight C. You mentioned the first two games mm-hmm. of the season outscored their opponents seventy to ten. Yes, this defense was looking terrific, and now of course we have seen Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, what that looks like, and then of course you go on the road. And you get absolutely dominated on the ground right. by an Arizona Cardinal team that you had no business losing to in the manner that you did. And they, to a man, were saying, "I was in the uh, lock, uh, the start of the that's on us, that's on us." Well, then how the hell you let this 49er game happen then? 
And then, of course, what happened against San Francisco, you give up 220, over 220 on the ground to the Arizona Cardinals. You give up over 107 yards on the ground to San Francisco. You allow Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan in that office to carve you up, especially in the middle of the field where we know that Kyle Shanahan's office is devastating with those crossers and those slants to be able to get those guys wide open. They crushed the Cowboys in the area once they again. They turned Brock, Pray- Brock Purdy into to Tom Brady. Seriously. Tom Brady was a low draft pick, was a fifth-round pick. Come on now. They turned Brock Purdy, and you you called Brock Purdy the best description because he's not some arm talent guy. He's a point guard. Yeah. He's very cerebral, and he knows how to find the guy. He knows Kyle Shanahan's offense backwards, and because he knows it backwards, he's got the key. He got the key to the car. He can drive it anywhere he wants to go. Yeah, and you saw that on full display on Sunday Night Football. But we That's why all the Cowboy defenders had tire tracks on their jerseys. Well, and one of, one of the more concerning elements now for me on this defense is your safety play. Yes. Between J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, and Malik Hooker, who has not been great so far this year, and how they allow receivers to run wide open, even Marquise Bell losing George Kittle in the yeah. secondary back there to allow him to score that first touchdown. And show off that T-shirt. And it was exactly. And it was off to the races for San Francisco. So not only do you have the concern in the back end with your three safeties, your linebacking room is mm-hmm. your linebacker room is thin right now. Leighton Vanderesh officially yep. being put on injured reserve. He's going to miss the next four to six weeks, of course, with that neck injury. Does that mean we see more Micah Parsons as an off-ball linebacker? Where we saw a few plays and reps during the San Francisco game where he can obviously get downhill and make plays, but it's incumbent upon this defensive line, Mozzie Smith, Jonathan Hankins, Tank Lawrence. Neville Gallimore, oh, in the middle, yeah. mm-hmm, Osa mm-hmm. Digizua, to be able to have the gap integrity That's and right. discipline to not allow themselves to have these open running lanes for, for running backs that we've seen against Arizona and most recently against San Francisco. And you know what the running game is to solve Micah Parsons? You run at him and then get him tired and then he's useless. That's what the that's what the offensive coordinators have been doing. It's like, you know what you want to solve Micah Parsons? Run at him. Yeah. This is going to be a game for the Cowboys against the Los Angeles Chargers where they've got plenty of weapons and then getting one in return with Austin Eckler coming back who has been dealing with injury as he's going to be ready to play going into Monday night it appears for Justin Herbert. Oh, there's Taylor Swift. What happened? Uh, Travis Kelsey caught a pass. Okay. Yeah, he know he's do- he's been doing his thing tonight. Travis Kelsey, if nothing else, Kelsey's been balling for the uh, Kansas City oh, Chiefs she gonna, so far. She's going to write a song about it. Uh, Thursday <laughs> night football. So I'm going to give the Cowboys defense a straight C uh, on defense right now after what has been, unfortunately, an up-and-down start to them this year. 682 says our defense is a turnstile defense. Call it valet service. Ole! <laughs> uh, that's what it feels like at times. Uh, with ball carriers, you know, running in between the tackles, you know, receivers being able to get open. As I mentioned, you know, George Kittle and the dominant performance that he had three touchdowns, career high for him, you know, in the game Just against crazy. the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, I, I don't know who they are. You know who only gets an A for the Cowboys so far this year? Who? The about M- special teams with I Brandon gonna, Aubrey. I was going to tell you, that's the MVP. Brandon yeah. Aubrey is that's the MVP. The, that was the MVP. That was my MVP. Because <laughs> – Think about he's it. He's perfect. He's perfect. There's no, except for that missed extra point the first game of the season. Was yeah. It, was it mixed extra point or was it field goal? It's no, he's point. perfect on field goals. 14 yeah. for 14. Yeah, you can't complain about this man. And that was one of the biggest questions. Playing those own. You know, coming into the season, what would the kicker, 
you know, be able to do from a consistency standpoint. Yeah, he was the X factor all off off season. We knew all the moves we were so impressed with what they did. Can't blame the front office for not bringing in the talent. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, what what's Bones Fossil going to do for the kicker? We didn't know what we had. And guess what? He's your MVP. So far, it's been great. That's an indictment on the rest of the team. <laughs> and I'm and, and this is not That's even a positive him. grade I can hand out right now. Yeah, I mean, you can't knock him. It's not his fault. Shout out to Brandon Aubrey. For, yeah, shout uh, out to him. Seriously, we're not kidding. He has been. He's, he's been, been good. He's been nails. <laughs> Maybe he act like he got a Raven uniform on. Wow, wow! Is that we're doing the Justin Tucker thing? Is that oh, we're doing? I love some Justin Tucker. Wow! Even though he went to UT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are some. He can play the piano too. Uh, first quarter grades for the Cowboys, and yes, two five four. Of course, the Cowboys did sign uh, Rashawn Evans to be a part of the linebacker room to try mm-hmm. and create some depth there without Leighton Vander Esch being gone for at least the next month uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. You knew Cowboys. that was going to happen, though. He's always And it's always a neck injury. I, I'm, I don't wish injury on him, but why is it it's shoulder, neck, stingers? Yeah, I hope he's going to be okay. I do, too. It's not I something like, that I like him. You know, is career-threatening or anything, and uh, hopefully he comes back ready oh. to play because I thought he's played pretty well so far uh, at times for the Cowboys mm-hmm. this season. It's the Get Right or Educate G right here on 105.3 The Fan. The Chiefs score a touchdown to get themselves up 9 to nothing, pending the extra point on Thursday Night Football. Patrick Mahomes to Kadarius Toney uh, for the touchdown there. Coming up next, though, Mike Pellucci, sports editor of D Magazine, joins us and gives us his thoughts on the Rangers getting back to the American League Championship Series for the first time Go since Rangers! 2011. We do it next on 105.3 The Fan. Straight up. One and one. And there's a swing and there's a drive. Deep right field. That one's on its way. That ball is history. Way up in the lower deck. Pitch to Corey Seager. You're risking that. It's 1-0 Rangers in the first. The Hall of Famer Eric Nadell on the call, of course, as Corey Seager got the scoring started in the American League Division Series to clinch it. For the Texas Rangers, they move on to the American League Championship Series for the first time since 20. 11. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray with the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lebinski holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckrate.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. Coming up here in just a moment, Mike Pellucci, sports editor for D Magazine, going to be joining us here. Coming up in 16 minutes on the Get Right, what was your favorite sports moment that you attended live in person. In person, not in just person, on TV, right? Not just watching on TV, mm-hmm. but that you were there for in person. We'll uh, have that conversation coming up in 16 minutes here on the Are gear. you saying Mickey Spagnola submitted this question? Uh, no. Were you there? <laughs> were you there? No. Okay. Uh, that came from, from me personally. Okay. Uh, get you up to date on what's happening at the American Airlines Center. 1-1. Uh, with 11.40 left in the second period between the Stars and the Blues. Jamie Benn, uh, the first goal of the season for your Dallas Stars, uh, but it is tied at one in the second period with 11.42 left there. Stars, Blues tied at one at the AAC. Right now, though, we go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline where we welcome in a sports editor for D Magazine, my man Mike Pellucci joining us here on the hey, game. Mike. Mike, what's going on? Gentlemen, how are you? Great. Doing well. It's starting to, Mike, it's starting to get to be that busy time of the year, my guy, where we got stars in action, the Cowboys in the middle of the NFL season. 
The Rangers, of course, making their deep postseason run. Mavericks get on the floor for the first time, you know, in less than two weeks when they take on San Antonio, you know, and Victor Wimbanyama. This has got to be one of the best times of the year for a sports fan, right? This is why we do it, right? I mean, so you could have that kind of action. I mean, there's never – we're getting to the point where there's never a dull moment uh, at any night of the week. And you, didn't get even, you didn't even get into all the college stuff going on, too, mm-hmm. with you know, TCU, SMU, all that. Uh, FC Dallas still going if you're a soccer fan. You know, mm-hmm. that's, if that's your flavor. So, yeah, plenty going on, man. It's a fun time. Let's focus in on the Rangers, though. As someone who has watched and covered this team and has been through the highs and lows in watching this franchise – what did the other night mean to you watching the Rangers clinch a trip to the American League Championship Series and now knowing they're going to be taking on the Houston Astros for the right to get to the World Series this year? You know, I think in some ways, and I'm not the first person who's talked about this, but it's kind of a validation for what happens when you try. And it's sad that we say that, but in baseball, certainly we've seen that in recent years where there are a lot of teams who just year starts and you just know that, 10 teams are probably not really making a push to the postseason, right? And the Rangers two years ago, when they go out and that, you know, that week span and they signed Corey Seager and they signed Marcus Simeon to chop a half a billion dollars in the middle infield. Uh, I think there were a lot of people who were looking and, you know, I even wrote it at the time about like, are they ready to do something like this? You know, are they ready to really spend this kind of money and actually try? Because at the time there's so many holes in that roster and it's to the credit of ownership, which mm-hmm. certainly, had done spent a lot of years not spending money, uh, but to basically open up the cash spigot again the last two years and say, okay, we're going to buy ourselves middle infield. Now we're going to spend tons of money on the rotation. And it's a credit to the organization that they've developed really more hitters this year than they have in a decade. Uh, but just the fact that they tried, because especially now with the expanded playoff format, who knows? You know, I mean, look, three weeks ago, we were thinking this team might not get in at all. And then they get in, get it, all you have to do is win a, a, you know, a best of three. Then you win a best of five. A lot can happen in a best of three, a best of five. And suddenly this team that a lot of folks were looking at and saying, man, they, what are they doing? They're not ready for this. Well, now they're one series away from going to the World Series. So it's proof that why not make the effort and why not try? Because, uh, again, we talk about the things we enjoy in sports, the unpredictability of it. Here's this team that at the start of the season, nobody thought would be playing in the, you know, for a World Series chance right now. And then here they are. Exactly. They are ahead of the ahead of the curve. And let me co-sign with you because you have to try. If you don't try, you have no opportunity at all. And I love the fact that you said, okay, give props to ownership. I think they looked at the math. And the math I, I was saying on the air for the last couple of years, I was giving the Ranger fans credit because literally you have a brand new uh, stadium that they built. Give them credit mm-hmm. for building the stadium. But the fans were showing up to see a product that wasn't any good. So if I'm an right. owner... I'm looking at this, I'm like, wait a minute, you're getting 27,000 fans showing up at Globe Life Field for a product that's not any good. Imagine who would show up if you had a contender. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know how much of this is, you know, I don't know Ray Davis. I don't know the, the amount of altruism in his heart for necessarily wanting fans to see a great product for its own sake. Maybe it's there, maybe it's not, I don't know. But like you said, the man made money for a reason, right? It's, yeah. It's hard to think, well, if we built this new arena, and the fans, you know, this fan base is loyal, you know, and it's a fierce fan base. And we give them something to really root for what's going to happen. And that, I mean, that building was shaking the other night. You I'm know? telling so you, it, think about that. It, it, you had to just look at the math and say, wait a minute. If 20,000, 27,000 fans are showing up and because I, I was comparing the stadiums you know, around the country coming out of COVID and all that. And I was like, look at this range of fan base is showing up strong. 
you could double the attendance if you just had a quality product. So here comes CY. They open up the war chest. CY makes some smart moves. I knew it was legit, Mike. I don't know about you, but I knew it was legit. As soon as he got Bochi out of retirement, I said, oh, hell. They're going for this thing. <laughs> Bochi's not here just to watch a team rebuild slowly. Right. Well, no, I mean, it, it, there's something about that man that, you know, I saw some stat the other day about the number of postseason series he's won, and it's mm-hmm. just an unbelievable – it's like something like 14 of his last 16. The guy just makes moves that work, you know? And sometimes – and even, you know, it, it's so much of an acid test with him because in the Tampa series, when he's hitting Robbie Grossman third – Every bit of data says you should not hit Robbie Grossman third. And you know what? They shouldn't have hit Robbie Grossman third. They put Mitch Garver third this series. We've seen what happened with that big grand slam. But it's a testament to Bruce Bochy that you put Robbie Grossman third and anybody else, you're sitting there going, this is a terrible idea. What are you doing? But there's a little bit of this, like 5% of you in your brain that's like, Bochy knows something. He knows Maybe something. Knows <laughs> yeah. something. You know? yep. you, you, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be rational because when you have that many skins on the ball, you kind of just trust that you whatever you trust do it. works out. because. Right, because more often than not, it does. But how long has it been since we've said that about a manager here? Mike Pelosi, sports editor for D Magazine and co-host of the 77 Minutes in Heaven podcast with The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at MikeLikeSports. Joining us here on the Get Right and sticking with Bruce Belchi and with Chris Young, what has these two gentlemen brought in terms of obviously the level that they have raised this organization to be at, but how they have been able to build this team based on Ray Davis's willingness to spend money and what that has done for this ball club now? Well, it's, you know, we have to give credit to the, to the folks in the organization who are doing the scouting and doing the player development, because for a long time, and, you know, Jamie Newberger writes for us, did a good piece on this mm-hmm. earlier in the summer. They, they went about a decade, like really a decade without developing young hitters other than Joey Gow, uh, yeah. you know, who was obviously not here, but that trade worked out quite well for them because I brought in Ezekiel Duran and mm-hmm. some other pieces, but you look at who has been a young hitter who's really stepped up this year, right? You have Jonah Heim, you have Josh Young, you have Evan Carter now, you have Duran who had a great year. Leody Tavares saves his career. Leody Tavares looked like in April that this might be over. And now Leody Tavares, I don't know if he's the long-term, what he's going to be because Evan Carter is going to be the center fielder, but Leody Tavares has a role in the big leagues, right? Uh, Adolis Garcia, who at 30, this was, you know, I, I've said this before, but this is the year that Adolis Garcia's play caught up to the reputation because he made the All-Star game before this year. But if you really look at it, he's always been a great defender. He's always had a cannon for an arm. We know how big that guy's power is. But the contact hasn't always been there. The play discipline definitely hasn't been there. This year, he really became a complete hitter. All of that has happened really in the last 12 months. We haven't seen barely anything for years from hitter development of this team. And all of a sudden, they're just these young bats are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. And you combine that with the middle infield that is the best middle infield of baseball, it's you know, it's a top to bottom thing. You know, it's one thing to spend the money, but you have to have things underpinning it development wise in the organization. That was the only way this was going to work. And, you know, Nate Lowe is another one who they traded for, but he really came of age in this organization. They have so many pieces now. So it's it's a testament to the smart scouting that we saw, you know, KG, you brought it up 12 years ago. That's the last time they were in this position. You look at that roster, the number of guys that they, you know, they brought up through the organization like an Ian Kinsler, but also the, you know, the, before there was Adolis Garcia, there was Nelson Cruz as the late bloomer Mm -hmm. in the system who nobody thought would be this good. And he was, there was, you know, you talk about shrewd trade acquisitions. That was Josh Hamilton. They found ways with John Daniels to build a team that was so solid top to bottom especially in the lineup but there was pitching too and this year's team really kind of is reminiscent of that you don't question the lineup 
the rotation, if the rotation's healthy, uh, you don't question the rotation. Obviously, we're to see how healthy they are in this series. And we won't talk about the bullpen, right? We don't want to bum people out. <laughs> That's the roller coaster ride. That is. Hey, Mike, set the table for us. It's the Astros. You kind of know in this kind of a season, you're going to have to go through the Astros. It was almost like this was going to have to happen. It had to be this way. It had to be this way. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, you're going to have to go through them either pass the torch or get smacked in the mouth again. But what do you see in this series? What Not, not necessarily looking for a prediction, but what do you expect to happen, so to speak, overall? I mean, I think it's going to be real close. Even though the last series they played in the regular season, regular season, Houston had the way with this team, right? But this, that was the Rangers at their lowest. Yeah. And this team is undefeated in the postseason. Mm-hmm. This team has Evan Carter in this lineup now. We are going to see, you know, John Gray supposedly could be back. Max Scherzer has a chance. I think it's going seven. You know, I don't Ooh. think this is going to be easy for either one of them. I think this mm-hmm. is just going to be a war. I think this will be one of those legendary series, not just at baseball, but anywhere in this in this town of things that we remember watching that we're going to look back and say, man, remember that ALCS in 2023? I'm just getting that vibe from it because Houston's really good. Houston has the experience. Houston doesn't seem to have many holes. Uh, but the way this Ranger team is playing right now, are you, you know, are you really, look, everything we know about this team is we know nothing, right? Right. Anything can happen. <laughs> anything. They, they look, anything. They look like the best. Anything, right. So I could sit here and I could analyze, I could tell you, hey, I think maybe the bullpen does them in this round because they're going to have to lean on it. But why should we be entirely rational about this team after what we've seen in the last three weeks? So, exactly. you, know, so you could sell me. Exactly. If you told me this team, it loses this round, I'd believe it. If you told me this team went all the way, I could believe that too. Mm-hmm. I really could. I could see anything at this point with this bunch. Mike, real quick before I let you go, obviously it means everything to make the World Series, but how much sweeter would it be for the Rangers to take out the Astros on their way to the World Series in that way? Yeah, it doesn't get better than that, right? I mean, this is this is bigger than baseball. This is a Dallas-Houston thing. You guys, come yep. on, we all live here. Oh, yeah. we, we all find ways to make jokes about Houston no matter if, what the reason, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's very much, there is this history, uh, you know, it, it, the Rangers were the team that almost won the World Series in Texas. Houston is the team that did win the World Series in Texas. We could say what we want to say about how they won that in 19 in particular, right? Mm-hmm. But they have the trophies and this team doesn't. So for Texas to go through Houston, man, it would be it would be such a shame if they go through them and they, they don't win the World Series because this feels like in some ways almost like the final boss, you know? So it yeah. would be it would be absolutely massive because it would be symbolic that this team isn't little brother anymore. And certainly if you're a Dallasite, you don't like Houston, you don't want them to have bragging rights. You want to have the bragging rights. So it's it's as good as it can get. It's you know, to take all full circle you talk about the things we enjoy sports, why we all do this for a living, why we're on the radio like degenerates at 820 at night. It's for this, it's for this stuff, right? Hey, Mike, before we let you get out of here, I want you to say something to a couple of buddies of mine. Please say hello to my buddies Tim Rogers and Eric Celeste from me. I haven't seen them in a few years. Those <laughs> my, are my guys. Boys. Those are my guys. Those are your guys, too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, Tell I, them I said like hi and, and don't be strangers no more. I love it. I, listen, I could I could do that. I, I've never actually hauled up Celeste in person. We we DM and we've traded tweets. But Tim, I mean, Tim's my boss. Yeah. So, of course, <laughs> I know Tim quite well. I said caddy quarter from Tim in the office. So I will make sure that he knows you have said hello to him. Thank you so much. That means a lot. You can find uh, him. Yeah, on, of course. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Likes Sports. He's the sports editor for D Magazine, co-host of the 77 Minutes in Heaven podcast with the athletic covering the Dallas Mavericks. He is Mike Pellucci. Mike, appreciate the time, my man, as always, man. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Look Mm -hmm. forward to next time. 
There he goes, Mike Pellucci of D Magazine, sports editor for them. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. About to be halftime in Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs up 10-0 on the Denver Broncos. Chris Jones playing well. He's got a sack tonight for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll keep you up to date on what's happening in Kansas City. But coming up next, let's have a little fun here on the Get Right. What's your favorite sports moment that you've attended live in person? Let me know on the truckbread.com text line, 877-881-1053. We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. To get right, we're Reggie KG right here on 105 3 The Fan. Kevin Gray with the three time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lebinski holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. What was your favorite sports moment that you've attended live in person? Uh, we'll have that conversation here on this Thursday night. It is 13 nothing in Kansas City. Uh, a Harrison Bucker 60 yard field goal ends the first half. For the Kansas City Chiefs, as the Chiefs are up 13-0 on Denver on Thursday night football. Travis Kelsey, seven catches for over 100 yards already in the first half alone for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Did you hear what Taylor Swift told Sierra? Oh. Shake it off. Shake it off. Wow. Boo. Ross is like, I'm not feeling it. Uh, by the way, shout out to Taylor Swift. Her and uh, Beyonce were hanging out at her movie premiere taylor's oh, movie premiere right? of the eras tour mm-hmm. so uh you know shout out to is sierra in the stands they didn't say if she's there uh no she probably chilling you know with the starting five that they got at home right now you know just saying <laughs> uh trevor.com <laughs> text you line her new movie her, her new video with little um yes chris i've seen the video mm-hmm. yeah it's good little baby 
It's good. Okay. Sierra's amazing. She is amazing. <laughs> Why she's with Russ, we'll never know. I love how Chris said that. She is amazing. <laughs> Try right that context line, <laughs> 877-881-1053. Uh, what's your favorite sports moment that you've attended live in person? A lot of good ones coming in mm-hmm. on the text line already. Hard to keep up with all of them. I'm trying to run down a few of them uh, as I do. Uh, the two of you gentlemen uh, think of your favorite sports moment. I know you've got an it's encyclopedia a blur. A blur. Uh, of them as far as that's concerned. Uh, but let's see. Let's see if we can find a few here. Um, let's see. From the 940, Nolan Ryan versus Robin Ventura. Uh, yeah. The, their dad and they were there at, uh, at the game, apparently. So shout okay. out to them. When um, uh, Ventura stupid enough to run up to the mound and mm-hmm. Nolan had to punch him out. Uh, for punch the nine, cattle. 903, I was in Texas Stadium with touchdown Tony Rush for over 10,000 yards. Uh, mm-hmm. and got a standing ovation, memorable for sure, from the 817. I'll, oh, wow. They were at Emmett Smith, uh, Emmett Smith's rushing record, yeah. uh, breaking game, and Dirk's 30,000th point hey. game. Well, shout out to you, 817. You must, be, must be living right. Um, let's see. There's some other ones in here as well. There was one from the 214. It's kind of like broken up. I was trying to read it, but I couldn't piece it together. I'll try to piece it together here in a little bit. Um but there are some other ones as well. Let me so. recap for you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, nine seven nine two eight says I was at the AFC Championship game in Kansas City versus Tennessee. Craziest, wildest, loudest, coldest game at any sport I've ever been to. Ooh. Uh, another Tolo says three actually. I was at Game Six of the nineteen seventy five World Series. Carlton Fisk twelfth inning winning home run. Uh, second one was Game Six of the twenty thirteen World Series with the Red Sox winning. And in nineteen eighty, I was at the Olympics. At the Olympic game when the men's USA hockey team won the gold medal, do you believe in miracles? Oh, <laughs> that one that put Al Michaels on the map. Okay, okay. So a lot of y'all coming in with them right there. Oh, this was a good one. Eight seven zero says when Dirk and T Mac going for fifty points apiece and going bucket for bucket and going into overtime. The AAC, the Mavericks win the game. We missed the TRE. That, that's the uh, light rail because Dirk's. Because uh, we thought the game was over. Carlos in Fort Worth. Okay, so y'all keep those coming in from the uh, – I thought someone – oh, there it is, from the 407 uh, Lionel Messi at Toyota Stadium. There you go. When they got to see Messi. A couple of months ago. I bet that atmosphere was incredible. Okay, so I thought of a couple. And the reason why I thought about this – let me find it here. I want to go to – hit me with cut number 30. I was listening to this the other day, and I wanted to make sure we had a chance to play it here. Obviously, with the Rangers winning their game mm-hmm. and clinching their trip to the American League Championship Series, the emotions flowing from Rangers fans about oh, what yeah. happened that night uh, continue to pour in. But I want to listen to this particular phone call on the KNC oh, Masterpiece. yes, yesterday. Uh, shout out to my man Rick in Burleson, who just let his emotions just pour out about this team heading to the ALCS. All right, let's go to Rick in Burleson. You're on DFW Sports Station, home of the Rangers. What do you got, Rick? Good afternoon, gentlemen. So, I'm 65. 65. The very first job I ever had was with the Texas Rangers at Arlington Stadium taking tickets. I saw Frank Howard hit his home run. I saw I was there for David Clyde when he came in. I watched Nolan Ryan throw a no-hitter. I was there for Kenny Rogers when he threw his perfect game. I was there watching Pudge and Sierra, watching them go – you know, thinking that we had the team to be able to take out the Yankees, but couldn't. I was there with season tickets in 2010 and 2011. 
I had a heart attack watching Nelson Cruz in right field. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> but, get it. But last night, last night was more than anything I could ask for. I've been a Ranger fan my entire life, and that was so special. And thank you, guys. And, Mike, all I can tell you is, man, you have made you have made this season so much fun being a Ranger fan, being able – Evan Carter, I've been an Evan Carter fan ever since I, the very first part of this year. And then you talking about him, and I just fell in love with the guy. And you have just made this year so special, and the Rangers have too. So thanks for taking my call, guys. Dude, Rick. Hey. Way to go, Rick. Way I, to make me, make yeah. me cry. That's <laughs> amazing. Cause he's, been, he's been through it all. Yeah. Like that son of a gun saw some young Mike Bassick in 1975 from Bishop Dunn, the first ever local product in Rangers history to make it. I think Hargrove was the first ever Texan. So, man. Like, that was an amazing call. And now I have to pick up my glasses here <laughs> and wipe out a few tears. How about that? Um, and by the way, for those who didn't get that, when he said he saw a, Mike, a young Mike Bassick in 75, he wasn't talking about himself. He's talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mike Bassick, that we know from the radio, was called Michael Bassick for years until he basically went to the majors. Mm-hmm. I see 817 when John Cena pulled up to WrestleMania 23 in the Mustang. Uh it was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, you were there for that in Fort Worth, right? Uh, no, he's talking about WrestleMania 23. Oh, this, this was a long time ago. I this, don't know that was in that was in Detroit at Ford uh, at Ford mm-hmm. Field. Uh, so a couple come to mind for me. So you know, all of you. Well, for those of you who don't know, I'm a third generation Cowboys fan. Yes, uh, sir. You know, rest in peace, my late uncle Willie Towns, who played for Tom Landry, was a starter in the Ice Bowl. Had a offensive you line, know, massive sack, and it wasn't defensive. Oh, it's line. defensive line. Yeah, yeah, had defense a massive line. sack in that game and. Uh, helped turn the momentum of the game around. Of course, they eventually lost, as we all know, as history tells it. Um, but my first opportunity to go to my very first Dallas Cowboys game as a fan back in 2014. So I moved to Texas in 2013. I got married in July of 2014. And my wife's family, they're all huge Saints fans. My wife's from Louisiana. Her entire family's from Louisiana. So we got tickets in September of 2014 to go see the Saints come to, you know, Arlington to play mm-hmm. the Cowboys. And, of course, that day, if you remember, Cowboys throttled Drew Brees and company 38-17. to 17. And, Chris, when I tell you, I was the only one because it was like 10 of us. I was the only one cheering the entire day, <laughs> making noise, being obnoxious. My wife looking at me all crazy. I'm embarrassing her, embarrassing her family. Like, yeah, y'all shouldn't have brought me to this Cowboys game because you knew what time it was, and they beat them down by 21. That probably, for me, is my favorite just because I had my family, had my wife, mm-hmm. and, of course, my favorite team beats down the Saints, and it's always a good day when the Cowboys beat the Saints. So that's probably my number one. My number two would be back in 2007 when uh, – I went to University of Missouri, mm-hmm. and Mizzou beat Kansas at Arrowhead to become the number one team in the country that year. Of course, we lost to your Sooners in Boma. the in the Big Twelve championship game. I'll never mm-hmm. forget that game. Uh, but we won that game to go to the Big Twelve title game. We lost to Oklahoma in San Antonio, unfortunately. But that was an incredible. That was an incredible day because that was that whole day was filled with just all the anticipation of what was at the time called the border war right. between Mizzou and Kansas. And now they call it, well, they don't call it anything because they don't play each other anymore. Uh, but at the same time, that was an incredible day as well. So it's definitely two of my favorites uh, for sure. Ross, what about you? 
Well, um, I'll mention this because we're throwing around uh, college games. Uh, my first game as a student of the University of Texas, my first game was Notre Dame comes to town, number 10, and Charlie Strong in Texas gets the win over uh, number 10, Notre yes. Dame. That's right. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that Later that year would be the first time we lost to Kansas since uh, the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say it was an eventful first year in Austin, Texas. But um, my number one uh, Cowboys game, um, it would have to be, I've been to a few Cowboys games, but I want to say the last, if not one of the last Cowboys games I went to was week one against the Giants 2015. Mm. Tony Romo throws the go-ahead touchdown with like, 10 seconds to go to Jason Witten. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that might have been, I think I used to say this, I don't know it for certainty, but I think that might have been his last touchdown to Jason Witten. Oh, wow. It's very possible. Because he was injured in 2015 as well, wasn't he? 2016. Right, right. But I think he got, oh, was, uh, yes, 2015, he got injured at least once on Thanksgiving versus Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers, so yeah, it, it could have been his last one to Witten, though. Yeah, he might have thrown some more wow. touchdowns. That's what I used to always him. claim, at least. Mm-hmm. So crazy, you yeah. know. I'm OG it, over here. OG I know. Is, is there I one see. that I know? There's so many, but is there one that just immediately comes to mind that stands out for you? There's a lot, and and you know, all of them has some kind of emotion involved to sure. with them or something. Um, the when Michael Jordan finally won the NBA championship, that was very special. He was crying his eyes out. When the Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson won the Super Bowl the very first time, they were all happy, but it was a blowout. So it wasn't like, you know, it was like everybody was happy and thrilled and all that because they hadn't won since Tom Landry in the 70s. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was a big, it's almost like a drought like it is now. Imagine the Cowboys finally winning now. Man. All right. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. But there's something, and I've been to so many, you know, Super Bowls, World Series, Final Four. When Dirk retired, the mm. reason that was so emotional is because he would never make it official that he was retiring, and he's such a great guy. It's one thing, you know, he got the monkey off his back when he won the champ- championship, but it was like he's going. It's like if all of a sudden, see, Roger Staubach, when he retired, that's the other icon in this area that everybody just absolutely beloves, Roger Staubach. He retired in April in the offseason 1980s saying the concussions, I just can't do it no more. Nobody saw it coming. With Dirk, is like, you kind of see it coming. He put on a show. I, Because, you know, I work for the Mavericks and we do the game presentation. Mm-hmm. Game we, I knew what was a big surprise with the different, you know, his greatest heroes showing up for the game. Charles Barkley, Sean Kemp, uh, Detlef Shrimp, Larry Bird, all mm-hmm. these guys showing up. I knew that was going to happen, and I knew it was going to mean a lot to Dirk. And Dirk is such a genuine guy. Yeah. When that game ended, and I, by the way, I was telling everybody that I could, you've got to go to this game because I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I we had to rehearse certain things. I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't. I I knew Dirk was going to get emotional, but I didn't know he was going to break down, and I didn't know that the whole room, I mean, the whole arena, twenty thousand people. We're in tears. Wow. And it was, and they showed him visiting the kids in the hospital that nobody ever saw. Oh, boy. I mean, people were bawling. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's one thing to win a championship. It's one thing to win a game. It was like. This is the last chance to see Dirk? Yeah. Yeah. And he did it all. I mean, he he had a nice performance that game, too. Mm-hmm. 
his leg, I mean, his ankle was bad. He could, and he was just so overwhelmed by the celebrity that showed up. Everybody was just crying. Wow. And I was like, man, it, you just couldn't ask for more. Uh, and the, that wasn't even, like I said, that was just a game. Uh, from the 817 first and last time at Foxborough, got to see C.D. Lamb uh, beat the New England Patriots in overtime. Mm-hmm. For 2-1-4, I was at the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day uh, game. Zeke and Dak's rookie year at, uh, beating Kirk Cousins. They were at Reunion Arena when Spud Webb won the slam dunk contest yeah, I was there, in 1986. Yeah. I know you got plenty of stories about about that uh, that dunk contest. Can I say two bizarre things that I was there at? I was there when Mike Tyson bit off Holyfield's ear. <laughs> and I was at the World Series when the earthquake hit. I can tell stories. Oh, in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all keep those rolling in on the uh, the text line. Uh, the truckred.com text line 877-881-1053. Your favorite sp- sports moment that you attended live in person. Really nice trip down memory lane. Just, again, thinking about what the Rangers were able to do the other night and the emotion yeah. that Rangers fans have had. That was greatness. Yeah. Th- uh, fantastic stuff there. It's to get right. We're Reggie KG right here. You know who here. I was happy for? Who's that? Jared Sandler. Same. Because he went through all the ups and downs mm-hmm. and everything. He had to fill in for Eric Nadell this year. Yes. And then for him, I, he gave the best tweet when he was saying, appreciate the journey, the journey is the reward and all that. Because, I mean, he's like living the emotions. And then yeah. he got this, the champagne party and the whole nine yards through all the thick and thin. Him and all, the, you know, everybody that covers him on a regular basis. Coming up next, we rank these nine NFL teams on the panic scale. Oh, by the way, I got to say this, too. Jared brought the Creed stuff together. Come on, man. If it wasn't for Jared, there'd be no Creed, all that Creed stuff. Next on the Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.